Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast. This show is brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature Disney wedding updates, money saving tips, and interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney couples. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Noelle Crooks about her ceremony and reception at Coronado Springs Resort. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose the locations, how she planned everything, and how it all turned out. So welcome, Noelle. Hi, it's great to be here. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiance decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Disney. So honestly, it started out sort of as a joke, I think. I've always been a big Disney fan. I've done many of the run Disney events. My husband, on the other hand, hadn't been to Disney since the 1980s. Um, And we had a chance to go in 2020 with some friends And after we had gone, we were talking about weddings. We had just gotten engaged. And at some point, Adam said, wouldn't it be funny if we got married at Disney World? And he was totally kidding. And I was like, it would be awesome if we got married at Disney. And next thing we knew, I was on the Disney website and we were getting married at Disney. (laughs) I mean, it started as a joke and it ended up being our wedding. And it was amazing. (laughs) How did your friends and family react when they found out where the wedding was going to be? So most of them were excited. Some of them were not maybe as excited, but they were they were fine with it. And I'm sure there were a few people who were not excited, but they were kind enough to not tell us that. <laughs> That's rare. <laughs> I very much appreciate them for that. <laughs> how many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? So we invited about 150 people and we ended up with 75 guests. We are both from out of state. We've lived here in Florida for like seven, eight years, but almost all of our family and friends are from out of state. Interesting. Okay, great. Did you set up a room block for your guests? We did. We figured that since people were coming out of state and a lot of people weren't familiar with Disney, we wanted to sort of handhold them with that. And so we set up a room block at Coronado Springs. We had some rooms in the tower to serve as like that deluxe level. And then we also had rooms in the regular part of Coronado Springs as the the moderate rooms. And then we also had rooms available at All Star Movies for a value resort. Oh, great. Now, how did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your event? More than choosing a day of the week and time of day, we were interested in choosing a time of year. So I'm a college professor, which means that a lot of the year I'm teaching and we didn't want to do it during the school year. Adam, on the other hand, works for the Everglades and their busy season is hurricane season. And so I'm busy basically August through May and he's busy June through November. And so we had this really tight pocket of about three weeks between 
the end of my semester and the start of hurricane season. And the last week of that is Memorial Day. And so we had two weeks, basically, that were going to work for us. And so when we contacted Disney, we basically said, we have these two weeks available. Here are the venues we're interested in. Tell us when we can get married. That's great. And they it all worked out. It did. We ended up getting married on Friday the 13th, which, I mean, I liked that in the end. <laughs> now, how did you choose your ceremony and reception venues? I know you were supposed to have your ceremony at Grand Destino Tower and then got moved inside due to weather. We did. So when we were looking for venues, I actually knew off the bat that I didn't want one of the park venues. They're beautiful and they're exciting, but the logistics of all of the transportation and things like that just made me a little bit anxious. And so I liked the idea of being able to be in a place where everything could sort of happen close by. We had stayed at Coronado Springs when we went in 2020 because it was one of the hotels that opened sort of soonest after things had closed for COVID. And I just fell in love with it. I had never been before, but I fell in love with it and thought it had so many beautiful areas. And so I was really pulling for Coronado Springs. Since Adam wasn't as familiar with Disney, he wanted to look at some of the other venues. And so we took a trip to Disney and we had some wonderful friends with us. And we looked at all of the different resort venues. We went to the boardwalk and looked over there, went to the Grand Floridian and At the end of the day, Coronado was really just the one that was the best for having multiple spaces that we could use. And so the original plan was to do the ceremony outside at Grand Casino Plaza because it's beautiful. There's the water, there's the tower, which is magnificent. And then to move directly inside to have our reception in the Lantana rooms, which is this set of sort of three rooms, a reception room, sort of like an entrance hallway and then an outside area. And we liked that they were just a few steps away. That isn't quite what ended up happening. On the day that we got married, there ended up being rain. And so our ceremony did not take place outside at Grand Estino. Instead, it took place in one of the conference rooms in the convention center at Coronado Springs. Uh, They moved us into one of those. We hadn't chosen a specific backup location. We basically said, we just want to stay at Coronado Springs. I I don't want to go anywhere else. And so on that day, they offered us up a few locations. They said, we think we're going to have to move inside. Here are your options. Adam went down and looked at them. I basically said, take a picture of the carpet and I'll choose which one is the most attractive. And we picked one of those rooms and it ended up being absolutely beautiful. And it wasn't raining when we were making the decision of the room and it started pouring just as we walked in for the ceremony and so it was the right decision and honestly we would have been hot and disgusting outside even if it hadn't rained because it was like that rainy air and it, it was better for everyone and so it wasn't what we had expected but it was absolutely beautiful that's wonderful so did you guys use any outside vendors for your event we did we used a number of outside vendors For photography, we used Nova Imagery, and Stephanie was just a miracle worker. Adam and I are not maybe the most photogenic people, which is not to say we're not good looking. I think we are. But as soon as someone brings out a camera, we get just confused. Like, we don't know what to do with our arms. We don't know what to do with our faces. And she was so gentle but firm with us about what to do, and she was amazing and we look amazing in the photos and it's 
those are the only photos we have hanging in our house are photos that have been taken by her. And she was wonderful to work with. Uh, yeah, really wonderful. And then for hair and makeup, we had Laura Reynolds Artistry. Specifically, Lane did my hair and makeup and was amazing. They all were. We had paper products, so invitations, welcome bag tags, fans, table numbers, and a whole bunch of other paper goods, all made by Jennifer with JLB Papery. She did a beautiful job because I thought that I could make those myself. And after an afternoon on Canva, I learned that you should really hire a professional to do them. And they were beautiful. And then for steaming my dress, I had Carolyn Allen's come and do that. Oh, that's great. Okay. How did you guys choose the officiant for your event? So the officiant that we had was a dear friend of ours. We actually met at her house a number of years ago. And so it just felt like it sort of came full circle to have her officiate the wedding. She had actually officiated another friend's wedding earlier in the year. And so she was already comfortable doing it. And so it was sort of a no brainer to just say, hey, you're one of our best friends. You were really the one who introduced us. You've already done a wedding. Why don't you come and do ours? And it was phenomenal. I think we got more compliments about the ceremony than maybe about anything else. I don't think I've ever thought to compliment a ceremony, but we actually got compliments on it. She did such a wonderful job. That's fantastic. Did you guys add any entertainment to the ceremony or the reception? We did. So for the ceremony, we had a guitar player, and he was wonderful. I had been nervous about that. I'm pretty particular about music, and I knew exactly what I wanted the music to sound like when I was walking down the aisle, and he just was amazing. I could, because we ended up inside, I could hear all of his playing from the other room while I was waiting, and it was, oh, it was perfect. He also played at the pre-reception. In addition to the guitar player, we also had a DJ for the reception. And so we got to do a lot of dancing, which was fun. Um, we had Tony Alonzo, and he was he was great. Um, he was assigned to us basically the week of the wedding after there had been some changes. And he did an amazing job, especially at the last minute. And then the last thing we did for entertainment is we did have Mickey and Minnie come. And that was not something we had originally planned. I had sort of not wanted it, which is no offense to Minnie and Mickey. I think they're lovely. But we had been thinking that we wanted to have a a wedding at Disney as opposed to sort of a Disney wedding, which is part of why we chose Coronado Springs. I think it's the least sort of Disney themed of the hotels. But uh, about a month before our wedding, my grandmother passed away um, after having lived a very long and wonderful life. And the day that that happened, I was just feeling sort of sort of down, as you can imagine. And all I could think about was, I just wanted to do something happy. And I was like, what's something that would just bring joy and, and nothing else? And so I emailed the planner and I was like, is it too late to just add Mickey and Minnie? Just for no other reason than I thought it would be a joyful thing to do. And my grandmother was a wonderful, joyful person who always went for you know new things and new experiences. And I was like, you know what? She would have had Mickey and Minnie there. And I might as well. So... We did that. And they got to wear their 50th outfits. They had just started allowing those at the weddings, like the, the week or two before. And I was thrilled about that. That's fantastic. 
Do you have any menu items or cake flavors from your reception that you would recommend? Oh, definitely. Our cake was delicious. We had, it was three tiers. One of the tiers was churro cake with churro filling. We had a lemon cake with raspberry filling. And then the highlight really was the confetti cake with a dark chocolate filling. And that was a later add. It wasn't the original flavor that we were planning on, but we did a second cake tasting and we happened to taste that one and it was, it was phenomenal. But we had people texting us after the wedding, mentioning that specific cake. It was so simple and so delicious. We also, for the fillings, instead of doing the typical mousse that they use, we had all of our fillings as Bavarian cream. And so it's a slightly different taste and texture due to a food restriction that I have. And so I can't have their mousse. And so we really liked the Bavarian cream. We thought that was a particularly delicious filling. That's a really good tip. Yeah. The bakery team actually suggested that to us. I can't eat pork. It makes me sick. And sometimes mousse is made with gelatin that may include pork products. And so the bakery team actually reached out to the planner and said, hey, because you have someone who has this this pork issue, we cannot guarantee that there won't be pork in it. Do you want Bavarian cream instead? And I was like, oh, sure. I don't know what that is. But it was delicious. So yeah, that was... I, I loved that they flagged that on the thing. I, I don't think I ever thought about cake fillings before, but they did. And so, yeah, the cake was wonderful. We also, we had the cheeseburger spring rolls, which everyone raves about. I don't even like most of the ingredients in the cheeseburger spring rolls. And yet somehow when you put them all together, it's amazing. <laughs> and then the, the macaroni and cheese bar was also just phenomenal. Oh, I almost forgot about this. I actually think my favorite menu item, which we pulled off one of their random menus, was cornbread and butter. We added that for for no reason except that I wanted it. And it was the only thing that I had seconds of at our wedding, cornbread and butter. Interesting. Okay, great tip. Yeah. Did you guys add a dessert party or a welcome party or any other kind of events around your day? We did a few events the day before. At Disney Springs, we had a rehearsal dinner at Terralina with about 25 people, so the wedding party and their families. And it was a lot of food. It was delicious, but we were able to get a semi-private room there on the water. And then after that, we did a welcome party for everyone at Splitsville. And we didn't do any bowling, but we were able to rent out a bar that they have downstairs and we just did an open bar for two hours and people came and went. And it was a nice way to see people before the day of the wedding and just allow people to, you know, do something else at Disney without it being this like really formal sort of thing. That's a great tip, too, because you hear about people doing splitsville and renting out a lane and having bowling and all that. But that's interesting to hear that you could just rent a bar area. Within the past few years, they built a new bar area on the first floor called the Bamboo Bar it's partially inside, partially outside, and that's what they allowed us to rent. They actually suggested it to us because it was newer, and so we were able to do that. Do you happen to remember what they charged you? Like, was there a food and beverage minimum? There was, but it was the lowest food and beverage minimum that we found across Disney Springs, and they were very cognizant of it basically we were able to have like people drank and ate whatever they wanted so we had people order off the menu we had people 
drink whatever they wanted. At the end of the night, the Splitsville staff was like, hey, you're about $50 away from, you know, what you have to spend. What do you want for the, like, do you want these types of drinks? And they brought it up. But it was under $2,000. It was maybe like 1500 for everyone who wanted to come to order whatever they wanted, food and drink for two hours. Wow, that's great. Because yeah, a lot of the places at Disney Springs have pretty high minimums for their private rooms. They've gone crazy. Yeah. And this bar is big. Like it's not a small area. So hopefully they'll keep the minimum low and they won't, you know, raise it like every every place else has, <laughs> but we'll see. Right. <laughs> so can you give my listeners a timeline of how the wedding day ran? Of course. We woke up about 8 a.m. And we just did a breakfast down in the like food court area of Coronado Springs. Figured we'd keep it casual. Hair and makeup started around 9 a.m. for the bridal party. And we were doing that from about 9 to 2.30. At 2.30, the photographer came. And so Stephanie was with the bridesmaids and I doing photos. And then there was a second photographer who was with Adam and his grooms people doing photos. And so we did that for about an hour and a half. And then from about 3.30 to 5, we did the first looks. So I did a first look with my dad, which was great. And then I also did a first look with Adam. And then we took a few other pictures and we got ready for the ceremony. Uh, the ceremony was at 5 and, and took about a half hour. We then had an hour-long pre-reception during which we were off taking pictures and eating food secretly in a different room, but everyone else was enjoying food and guitar. And so we had our pre-reception yeah, for an hour. And then from 6.45 until 10.45 or 11, we had our reception and we started with first dances and toasts. We then had dinner. After dinner, we did the cake cutting and Mickey and Minnie, and then we danced for the rest of the night. So when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? Cake. Cake was really my focus. I have always loved wedding cakes. I think they're beautiful. I've watched every wedding cake show that's ever existed on television because they fascinate me. I just, I think it's such an interesting like piece of art that's edible and so I told our planner that right away, that like a cake is something that is is just right up my alley. And I, I really want it to be exactly what I want it to be. And I want it to be delicious. So the cake was one of my highest priorities. Photography was another one, because as I mentioned, Adam and I don't take the best photos. And so we really didn't have any photos, despite having been together for a number of years. We had very few photos of us together. And so... We knew that this was our chance to really get some beautiful photos, not just of us, but also of family members and friends who we don't get to see very often because they don't live in Florida where we live. And so photography was really critical to us. So cake, photography, and then sort of food and guest experience. We wanted everyone to have a really nice time and, and just do whatever we could to make sure that happened. Since the cake was so important, how did you communicate your vision for the design to Disney? I made a PowerPoint of everything, and multiple slides were about the cake. As a college professor, I'm great at PowerPoints, and, and this one was really, it was a PowerPoint about cake. 
So that's how I communicated to them. So I had literally just PowerPoint slides about the cake. <laughs> and did you use photos of other cakes or do a drawing or? It was photos of other cakes. And it was basically like, you know, this element from this cake, this element from this cake, this element from this cake, but with flowers on top. And they really, they pulled it off. I was so impressed. That's great to hear. Were there any aspects that were less important where you saved some money or just your effort? Flowers were a place where we saved effort. I think flowers are beautiful, but the reality is I don't know anything about them. And so I was really willing willing to just let sort of Disney take the reins. I basically said, I like these colors and we'd like them to be in season. But other than that, I don't care. I sent them a couple pictures of like some bouquets that I liked, but really I just told the person in charge of floral to, to do whatever she thought would look beautiful. And we were completely surprised on the day with what showed up, which was kind of fun. Like I had no idea when the bouquet arrived, what it was going to look like. None at all. I didn't know walking into the ceremony, what our floral arch was going to be or anything else. It was exciting And they did a phenomenal job. And I think there is sometimes something to be said for letting an expert in something like flowers just just do what they think is right. And and then I wasn't stuck trying to, you know, learn all the names of flowers that I I really wasn't going to learn. And so we, we saved a lot of effort there. We also saved some money on transportation because all of our events happened right down the hallway from each other. We offer transportation. We offered a bus from All Star Movies to Coronado at the beginning and then at the end. But other than that, there was no need to like bus people from place to place or anything like that. And so that helped us save actually quite a bit of money. That's great. What ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? So honestly, it really was sort of the surprise element of of seeing everything. And so it was the moment when Right before our reception, Adam and I got to see the room before everyone else. It was just, it was magic. And there are pictures of us and it's me walking up to the cake. And the the look on my face is the exact same look that Adam has on his face in the pictures of our first look. Like I'm looking at the cake the way that he was looking at me, his beautiful bride. (laughs) And it's just hysterical when you realize that that's the thing I'm looking at is just this cake. But to walk into this room with the person that you've just married and it's just the two of you and you really see that everything has come together and it's everything you've been hoping for. That was my favorite moment because really we had been waiting for this for so long and we had put a lot of effort into it and it was just wonderful to see. And I actually had asked Adam what his favorite moment was, and he said the same thing. And so it, it was just a great moment. <laughs> now, did anything go wrong? You talked about the weather. Anything that just didn't turn out like you expected? Certainly the weather. We always know that in Florida, in the summer, rain is a possibility. So it wasn't all that surprising. But you never expect it for your own wedding. I will say that it wasn't as big a deal as I thought it would be. Like, I thought it was going to be a disaster if it rained on my wedding day. And when it happened, it was like, oh, like that was it. 
Like, okay, we moved inside. And you know what? We still got married and it was still beautiful. So it went wrong, but it was okay. Um, my dad showed up with a broken arm. And that was <laughs> unexpected. He had fallen the night before. And instead of going to the hospital, he had been like, no, we, we can't go to the hospital. We have to get on a plane tomorrow morning to go to a wedding. And so he had flown from Massachusetts to Florida with an uncasted, unwrapped, broken arm just in his shirt. And so they arrived at Disney. They checked into the hotel and they went to urgent care. Urgent care was like, you, you need surgery. And he said, I cannot have surgery. I have to walk my daughter down the aisle. What do you have that can hold me until I get home? And they they gave him a splint, basically. My parents said it has to fit under his suit. And it did, and it matched. And so, yeah, he had a, a broken arm the entire time. But my dad spends most of his time in a wheelchair and has a lot of mobility issues. And he had been practicing for months to be able to walk me down the aisle and he was not going to miss it for anything, including a broken arm. Oh my goodness. Which has now healed. So he's, oh, he's fine. That's great to hear. That was maybe the, the thing that went the most wrong, I suppose. But, but in the end it, it turned out okay. But if you look closely at the photos, you can see the, the Navy blue splint under his Navy blue suit. Wow. Okay. Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? Honestly, I don't think so, which is not to say that everything was perfect, but I don't think I would change anything. And I don't think there's anything that I could have done that really would have made a difference. And so it's easy to say in hindsight, like, well, oh, we could have, you know, planned better for the weather or, oh, if we had done this, this and this, these. And it's like, well, there's no way to actually plan for something like, you know, the rain a year from now. Or, you know, someone having a broken arm or, you know, what exactly is going to happen? The, the four people who get, you know, sick and can't make it. There's no way to plan exactly for, you know, the fact that one of the foods, you know, tastes a little different than you thought or whatever. Like there's, there's nothing I would have done that would have changed any of these tiny things and so I wouldn't do it differently. I, I loved the planning experience. I It was a great lesson in letting go. And I needed that lesson. And and so I, I wouldn't do it differently. It was it was a beautiful wedding, hiccups and all. And, and I, I loved it. That's great. Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? So I would say letting go, which I hate doing. I'm a, a micromanager at heart. And I am anxious to the core. And I realized when I signed up for a Disney wedding that I was going to have to let go of that. And if I couldn't let go of that, then then this wasn't going to be the wedding for me. And that can be really hard to do with something as important as a wedding. And so one thing that we thought a lot about was, like, what are the most important elements where we, we want to have tight control? For me, it was the cake. For Adam, it was some of the food. But then on everything else, we are like, we're, we're going to let go, right? Disney, you know what to do with flowers, and I don't. So I'm going to let you do that. Or, you know, guitar player, you know how to play guitar. And so I'm going to tell you what songs I want. But other than that, like, just play. It was really just that that letting go that I think made it a lot less painful than it could have been. 
and a lot less stress. I would also say just clearly communicating is really important and lowers the stress. Like when you send emails, right, put them in bullet point form, you know, make sure that you're answering all of the questions and just not some of them, right? You can do in one email what you could do in 10, so it might as well be one. And then I have one other thing, which is such a little thing, but we had a buffet and it was set up so that people could walk on both sides of it, but they only had labels for the food on one side. (laughs) Yeah. And so I would ask if you are having a buffet at your wedding, what the setup will be. Will people just be walking on one side or will it be one where people can be on both sides? Because we did run into a small issue where the people who were on the sides with no labels weren't totally sure what all of the food was. And we had at least one vegetarian who missed that we had an impossible loaf there because she couldn't see the sign. She didn't even realize that there were signs because she was on the wrong side. And so if you are having like a sort of double-sided buffet where people can go down either side, ask Disney to put labels on both sides. It's such a little thing, but it's so easy to do that, you know, they should do it. Um, so so ask that. It's much easier for your guests. And I hadn't thought about it ahead of time. It would have been really helpful. Maybe that's the thing I would change if I could go back. <laughs> it almost sounds like it was an oversight because I can't believe that they don't put buffet signs on both sides. So they didn't at the tasting I went to either. And mm-hmm. that should have tipped me off. Yeah, because they allowed us to go down both sides. And I very much remember we brought two of our friends And I remember that we were having to ask each other, like, hey, what's in this one? Can you read me the label for this one? And I don't know why I didn't think then, like, oh, maybe our setup will look like this. And it did. Yeah, that's not on you, though. I mean, that's a no-brainer, especially with someplace like Disney, where they're so into, like, allergies and accommodating diets. and Exactly. I would have people mention that because it doesn't seem to be a thing that's just automatic. And even if they're going to do it, like, better to just check. Well, Noelle, I think you've offered a lot of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in getting married at Walt Disney World. And I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you so much for having me. This was really wonderful. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com or listen in your favorite podcast app. And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at FairyTaleWeddingsGuide.com.